This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast that proves history is made every day. Today is June 26, 2020. The day was June 26, 1919. The Winnipeg general strike officially ended when the strike leaders called it off. In Winnipeg, the capital of Manitoba in Canada, early 20th century workers faced poor living and working conditions and other social inequalities. In the late 1800s, immigrants made their way to Winnipeg to work in agriculture and other growing industries. At the same time, business owners were growing wealthier and building huge homes in the city. But World War I began in 1914, and wages were low while inflation was high. Unemployment was on the rise. Sanitation was poor, and living conditions were crowded. Many people were not making enough money to be able to afford adequate food and medical care. Working-class immigrants in Winnipeg were deeply affected by these conditions. In March of 1919, Canadian labor leaders met in Calgary and called for the establishment of the One Big Union, which later formed as a labor union that worked to empower workers through mass organization along industrial lines. Workers in the building and metal trades were negotiating new contracts with their employers for better wages and working conditions. They were trying to negotiate these contracts through trades councils that represented workers across their industry. But negotiations between employers and trades councils broke down, and a strike committee was formed after member unions in the Winnipeg Trades and Labor Council voted to hold a general strike. On May 15th, the Winnipeg general strike began when around 30,000 people left their jobs to strike for their right to collective bargaining and better wages. Telephone operators, retail workers, factory workers, postal workers, and firefighters were among the people who went on strike. The police force remained on duty, though they officially supported the strike. Most of the police force was dismissed for supporting the strike and replaced with so-called special police who walked the streets with clubs. The city's business elite quickly formed the Citizens Committee of 1000 in opposition to the strike. The Citizens Committee maintained that the strike was actually a revolutionary conspiracy led by Bolsheviks and, quote, alien scum. Some mainstream newspapers printed stories that cast the strikers in a negative light and blamed the strike on European workers. On June 5th, Winnipeg Mayor Charles Gray banned parades and public gatherings. Still, news of the strike spread to cities across Canada, and people in places like Calgary, Edmonton, Prince Albert, and Victoria announced their own strikes. Employees told striking workers that they had to get back to work or they faced being dismissed. On top of that, the government passed legislation that allowed the immediate deportation of British-born immigrants deemed seditious. In mid-June, the Royal Northwest Mounted Police arrested several strike leaders. The strike reached a peak on Saturday, June 21st, when thousands of workers gathered downtown to protest the arrests. The Northwest Mounted Police was called to disperse the crowd, and in the ensuing chaos, two people were killed and at least 30 were injured. The special police and military patrols also showed up to break up the protest. Some of the labor leaders were released, but editors of the Strike Bulletin, J.S. Woodsworth and Fred Dixon, were arrested. 
Fearing more violence, the strike committee called for the general strike to end on the morning of June 26. Seven strike leaders were convicted of seditious conspiracy and were given sentences of six months to two years in jail. The Royal Commission that investigated the strike determined that it was not a criminal conspiracy by foreigners. Still, many strikers lost their jobs and those who didn't found that conditions stayed the same. The striking workers did not immediately win the wage and condition improvements, union recognition rights, or collective bargaining they aimed for. But unionism and labor actions continued to spread in Canada, and the creation of the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation political party got some strikers elected to City Hall and the Manitoba Legislature. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you want to hit us up on social media, you can do so. We're at TDIHC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send us an email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.